for for me, the biggest change was for a very long time, I answered really to, to nobody. You know, I only answered to myself. If I wanted to go have dinner with somebody or spend the night with someone, um, as long as everything in my home life was taken care of, I just did it. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 115. We're Finn and Emma. And today we have an interview with Rapunzel and Colin. This is a very special quarantine episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, healthy out there. Insane. Um, insane. Yes. We know it's a little scary and a lot of people are freaking out and try to remain calm and take care of yourself. Yeah. And take care of your loved ones as well. With that in mind, we have some loved ones. Well, not our loved ones, but somebody loves them. <laughs> I mean, they're great people. We might love them. That's a good transition. I don't care. I'm leaving it in. Oh my gosh. Rapunzel and Colin are here to talk with us. We do love them as friends. Let's say that. Okay. Well, I just didn't want people to think that they were in our polycule that doesn't exist. Okay. Right. But yes, they're friends of ours. Um, we do love you guys, by the way. <laughs> Rapunzel was actually on episode 55 by herself. So go back and listen to that. But it is not necessary to listen to this one. Or she to listen to that one She first. wasn't all by herself. We were there. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be. You're you, in rare form today. Quarantines are not good for me. <laughs> Social isolation, not good for Finn. Anyway, what about Colin? What about Colin? And I don't Rapunzel? know. You were going to talk about. No, them. you were going to talk about him. You were going to talk about him. Go ahead. Rapunzel has been in doing non-monogamy for quite a while, and Colin is fairly new to it. So this story is a wonderful example of bringing someone up to speed, and they give great advice for how to do that, how to handle that situation when someone has a lot more experience than the other person. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. You know, as Emma said, Rapunzel's been doing it for a while. And so she kind of, in a sense, had to throttle back a little bit and he had to kind of get up to speed really fast. So it was, it's a really fascinating look. Uh, one other thing, uh, anybody who knows us knows we don't like inside jokes. And there's not really inside jokes here, but uh, they talk a lot about Colin's secret activity, his big, his big thing that he does. And one of my pet peeves when I'm listening to like Dan Savage is when somebody mentions their kink like 40 times but won't say what it is. Yeah. I think Dan Savage, if you're listening, you should never play those calls. But anyway, <laughs> or you should you should play them in such a way that it punishes the person. Nevertheless. Whoa. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a little harsh. Quarantine Finn is a dick. Okay. Anyway. And lucky me, I'm quarantined with you. <laughs> that's, gonna... <laughs> your, that's your problem. <laughs> Anyway, so the point is, they talk about this activity. We found out what it was afterwards. It's really just, it's its not anything crazy that you're missing out on. It's nothing crucial to the meat and potatoes of the story. It's just a group of people that he hangs out with. Think of it as a board game group or something to that effect. Yeah. Nevertheless, we just wanted to say that because, well, it was funny and I got to talk about Dan Savage. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, we apologize for rambling a lot here, but we do have a few announcements. Uh, our next Patreon Q&A call is next Mar- is next Wednesday. It's next March. <laughs> next Wednesday, <laughs> March 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern and again at 9 p.m. Pacific. And this is going to be a really great opportunity for us and for all of you who are Patreon supporters to ha- check in and connect virtually. And stop isolating because clearly it's impacting some of us. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> The other thing we wanted to say is that we've actually talked uh, tonight just about uh, maybe adding one or two of these calls over the next couple of weeks and months just to really help give people some outlets. We know a lot of parties are getting canceled and munches and different avenues for people getting together. So give us a couple of days to sort out schedules and figure things out, and we will uh, keep everybody posted on that and how we can maybe do our part to bring people together. Yeah. No, we love the calls and it's great. So we'd love to have more people join as well. Other quick announcement. So you may remember from last week that we introduced um, Catherine. She was on episode 57 and she reached out to us and said that she's doing a few online webinars. And we also mentioned an in-person workshop that she was doing. Canceled. So that is canceled for, or no, it's not canceled. It's postponed. Postponed. <laughs> but Sorry. her she's actually adding another online webinar. So if you're interested in some of the topics that she talks about, the Actually, this first one next, this coming week on Thursday, March 19th, is going to be on stories and assumptions that we tell each other that might impact some of our relationships. And then next Thursday, she's going to add one, and it's called What to Do When You Just Know Your Partner is Wrong. So, like, basically how to handle some of those situations where you go right into correcting your partner because they just didn't get what you meant and really how to handle that in a better way. Stop looking at me. <laughs> As we're in quarantine. You're going to get quarantined in the shed outside if so, you don't quit it. For more information, go check out our the show notes and the links to those workshops and how to sign up are all there. Yeah. And thank you for doing that and for supporting her and the work she does. You can also check her out on the Focus Fridays episode two if you would like to hear more of what she has to offer. She's very wicked smart on this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. She's a relationship coach. We actually never said that either, but correct. We also, we learned just the other day that the, my one condoms 20% off code that was supposed to expire the other day will be extended for at least six months. So go out, uh, you might be in quarantine, but you can still bone and (laughs) buy some condoms, buy lots of condoms. Even if you're just practicing with your partner, it's really good to practice using a condom with your partner before you go out and try it, maybe with a new partner. My my two cents. Anyway, you can get 20% off by custom, using... Custom fit condoms. Yes, that's I true. I didn't mention that they were custom fit. <laughs> All right, you were saying? I didn't mean to you can assume get, you were wrong. You can get 20% off with using the code NNMPODCAST uh, and go check them out. And there's links on our website and in the show notes. Our website is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can find... Everything we talk about here over there, plus pictures of our guests and other wonderful information and resources. Yep, sure can. Anything else, Emma? Let's go talk to Rapunzel and Colin. Well, welcome Rapunzel and Colin. Well, I should say welcome back, Rapunzel. You were on episode 55 and reached out to us and wanted to come back on and bring Colin along, which is super exciting. Because there's been some changes uh, amok. 
there have been changes. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Well, maybe really quick for people who didn't listen to episode 55, give us a short background on yourself and then we'll let Colin tell us his story and then we'll hear the, the Colin Rapunzel, you know, duo, <laughs> dynamic duo. All right. Well, um, so I got into non-monogamy um, pretty exclusively as a swinger with my ex-husband over a decade ago. That relationship ended up um, not working uh, due to him not uh, being ethical about his non-monogamy. Um, I was in a few relationships here and there, was never really monogamous again. And then for a while, I was just kind of solo poly. I was, I'm not I'm ever getting married again. I'm never doing the serious relationship again, not doing that all again. Um, met tons and tons of people through, um, through non-monogamy, particularly once I got involved with the swing set. So it was a few summers ago. Um, I was kind of solo poly, had a few relationships going. And uh, just before I went to Desire that year, I, um, I met Colin and uh, he was uh, different. And um, Different in a good way, Colin. I th- think well, you know. Depends on the day, <laughs> um, but it was it was different, and I, I went to Desire after dating him for uh, a couple months, and I was kind of all googly eyed and and goofy there, and and all my friends who I had known through uh, the swing set all kind of knew something else was was going on, and um, when I came back, our relationship just kept growing, and. Um, we, well, next year I went back to Desire with you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He went back to Desire with me then, and um, the following year, jumped right in, and yeah. now I'm no longer solo Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, big exciting news. You when I mean, you introduce yourself too, then, but um, I, I'm Colin. He's Hi. <laughs> um, big exciting news is we've decided to get married in a couple months in Labor Day. So that's a big one of the big changes. I'm not aware. I didn't. I don't think I listened to the whole podcast that you did. So I don't know what else you said. What's definitely what's changed so much? You didn't listen to the whole podcast when I did it. Yeah. You didn't listen to my whole interview. Slacker. <laughs> you didn't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> I guess he's like, oh God, I listened to her talk enough. Well, I, know, I, always- <laughs> I know this story for the most part. You know, you've told me. I, I guess that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we are we are uh, getting married, and uh, kind of pretty pretty exciting. This is this is from somebody who last time you talked to me was like, "I'm never doing that shit again," and now here I am. Yeah, and, it, and he said the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> we, we said that like our first or second date, like we'll never get married ever. So don't even think about it. I think you might have said that or something similar. I, like, don't ever do anything dumb and ask me to marry you or yeah. anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, now that's what we're doing. Here we are. So things have evolved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess on your side, Colin, do you want to maybe share a little bit of your history and background in, in non-monogamy? I, sure. I had none. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't really have much to say. I was in, um, I was in a, I was, I'm divorced. So I was in a marriage that ended poorly, but no, I, I, I thought it was a, I don't say a myth, but like, I always saw the, I guess what you would say, like the vanilla swinger portion of it, like the movies and the, you know, whatever, and the the very sleazy portrayal of 
the the lifestyle, I guess you would say. And I never really put too much thought into it. And if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, I would it would have been a quick, what are you kidding? No. But then after meeting Amy, of course, I knew after going on a first date, I knew she was very upfront about her lifestyle. You asked me before we even met, you said, you asked me if I was Polly. And um, I, I said, yes. And I asked, how do you know that? You said, there's a lot of Polly people in, in my community. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't... I would. <laughs> So you I guess po- it wasn't foreign to you. Yeah, I mean, to me, poly swing, it was all the same thing. Like, that was all very, you know, I didn't realize there was such a division between people that considered themselves polyamorous and people that considered themselves swingers and, and just kinky in general. That was all lopped together in one crowd for me. Um, but when I met Rapunzel, everything kind of like expanded and I came to it. I think I came to it very naturally. I, like, she told me some of the ideas and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not? Why not? Why not live like this uh, in a way that kind of doesn't deny your natural proclivities anyway and be just, you know, open? So, uh, I don't know. Right when we right when we started dating, I, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what I'd do until we had a lot of discu- a couple of discussions about it. We started out with like kind of as I see it now, like restrictive rules, like, yeah, you can see other people, but I need to be there. Um, and she was very, yes, you were very supportive with it. Oh, it's true. Yeah. I was like, can you please be patient with me? Because like, I think I can get to the point where you'd like to be, but I can't get there right away. I think I I likened it to like a master's level course. And I had, (laughs) I had to dial it back. Like I can't throw you right into the the master's level course. But it was, it was a lot. And I, uh, I guess a desire at times, it hit me pretty, pretty hard with the, with, with all the emotion, but I guess that's not here, here and there, nor there. We did a lot of, you know, we did a lot of discussion. We met a lot of people before we actually did anything in the community, which was, which was a huge help. I was actually pretty adamant about the, the year before we went to desire. Um, yeah, desire is, is a lot all at once. And me going in somebody who knows a lot of people, bringing someone new into it. I wanted to make sure he met a lot of people who were important to me before we got there. So he wasn't going in completely not knowing anyone. So we traveled a lot and met a good handful of people who, who were close to me. So I think that helped as well. Yeah, it did help. And then when we started... See that they're real people. Yeah, it started real, when we started kind of hooking up with them and things like almost very... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> very quickly, those rules kind of went out the window. It was like it went from, I need to be there if you're doing anything with somebody to, yeah, go do what you need to like, do. I'll oh, this really over. isn't as big of a deal as I yeah. imagined it to be. Yeah, because when you have that level of, of trust in the relationship that I never really had before because they were failed relationships anyway, it's, it's different. And that's really what kind of turned the corner for me with the whole thing. Yeah. Well, so what did that look like early on when you first started doing this, right? So desire, you went to desire like a year into your relationship Yeah. and you said over the last year, you, you traveled a lot and you met people and you wanted to introduce Colin to as many of your tribe as you could. And so what did, I mean, you, you talked a little bit about the rules you had in place, but what did it, like, what did it look like for the first couple of months, right? Because you, you kind of walked into somebody who was solo poly, and I imagine, Rapunzel, you were used to, you were accustomed to a certain lifestyle, in a sense, and now 
you have somebody else in that who's never done this before. So, I mean, how did that look in the early days? What did, how did you handle that balance? For for me, the biggest change was for a very long time, I answered really to, to nobody. You know, I only answered to myself if I wanted to go have dinner with somebody or spend the night with someone. Um, as long as everything in my home life was taken care of, I just did it. Um, so that was uh, a bit of a change. But on the other hand, we were pretty uh, inseparable <laughs> for in the beginning and kind of still are, but like, I still kept my friendships and relationships up with other people, but I was honest with them and said, I met the, the person that I think might be the, the person, like my life partner. And they, they, those, those relationships kind of took a little bit of a backseat, but they were all very kind of casual to begin with. So I would very be very honest with with Colin, and even then, when I went to Desire, when you know, when when I was there, we were just started a date, and I was all googly eyed and everything. He he did say to me, he's like, I, I you know, I know that you are going to go with these people there, and you're going to have sex with them, and and whatever, and I don't really want to know. So at that point in our relationship, um, you know, it was, it was whatever he was comfortable with. Okay, you don't want to know. I'm not going to not do stuff. Um, but if you are telling me you don't want to know what I do at Desire, then 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 that's fine. I'll respect that. Yeah, I think that's what because it was very still. We were still very much in NRE when she left, um, and that's that kind of kept my my pre my my vanilla mind sane <laughs> at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had a lot of, I mean, in previous relationships, I had a lot a lot of like I was cheated on and, and stuff like that. This wasn't the same thing but parts of my brain felt like the same, you know, and it was, you know, it was, I, I don't want to say it hurt, but I know that, uh, but I knew you cared so much about me even then. Do you remember some of our local poly friends oh, like reached yeah. out to you and like took you out for a beer yeah, and hung yeah. out with you yeah. and kind of reassured you that it's okay. She's coming back. Yeah. That's that, that, that helped a lot too. It was very like he came over and we, he kind of went over some stuff and, it's very natural to feel the way you do. And I wasn't tear- torn up inside, but I definitely, you know, I didn't want to know exactly what was happening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're like, like you said, you're kind of in that NRE phase where people are inseparable and now your partner's going to basically a sex resort and you, <laughs> and you don't get to go. Right. I mean, there's no, and, and now you've, you've, you've experienced it. Right. And you kind of know, like, there's no sugarcoating what it was. It wasn't just a, I'm going on vacation. It was definitely a very targeted type of group. And so that, I could see yeah. how that would be really tough. And I mean, that you were able to work through that and come out and you're like, I mean, that's sort of like walking the gauntlet on day one, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. That, right, yeah. That. It, we like, actually kind of compared to that. It was, it was that, I mean, it was that. And then also the, the, uh, the children that I wasn't accustomed to, I don't want to say dealing with, but it was a lot of things all at once. This was definitely the biggest change, but it was great. I like, I really felt, like I said, like after the initial, I don't even say shock because it wasn't a shock. It was like a learning experience. It was a huge curve. But after that, it was like, yeah, this feels right. Why doesn't everybody just trust each other and live like this? <laughs> but you know, like it's uh, the, the whole ethical part is the point. Yeah. And I, I guess people just have trouble. You've had plenty of conversations with with other men in your life about oh, this yeah. too, who 
they think he's such a player. He has one person in particular who called him a player. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all, I was, I, he's like, I wish I could live like you. I was like, well, you can. It's actually quite easy. Just talk about it. <laughs> like, discuss it. Have open communication. She's like, ah, oh, no, I couldn't let her do things like that. And I couldn't let her get on other guys like that. It's like, see, that's the problem. It's, you know, you just, you're not being fair. So if you can do it and she can't, that's not, that's not what I'm doing at all. Um, people very much misunderstand. And I remember the very first conversation I had after the, after I started living that lifestyle and I used, I was able to use a lot of terms and talk about it in the way, um, Rapunzel did to me and kind of educate somebody. And they're like, Oh, Oh, so I, I get it. That's kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of cool, but it's not for everybody. And like I said, you have to be very open with your partner and it's got to be, everybody's got to know about everything. Not, there's no like, you know, restrictions like that. No secrets. No secrets. Yeah. No secrets. So it's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's easy. You just got to talk to your partner. Ah, I don't know if I can do that. Well, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy that you can't talk to your partner. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's step one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And we started on a very open basis, me and uh, Rapunzel and I, and that, I think that's what facilitated the ease, ease of transition and her and her willingness to go to ease it in uh, go very slow easily yeah. maybe <laughs> take baby steps yeah yeah exactly but then it's like his first few steps were baby steps and then it was like step step mad dash and he just took off with it and and total natural and uh like he's always been here I, I remember uh, when our friends came out to visit us and we were all kind of snuggling, laying there snuggling naked. And you said to us, um, is this what it's like at Desire? So there's like four of us and we're snuggling naked after playing and, and spending the weekend together with these people and like having dinner and um, just connecting on a real human level. And we're there snuggling at the end of the weekend. He says, is this what it's like? Uh, you know, at desire, we said, well, you know, it can be if, if that's the, you know, you make it that way, but it became clear to him that it wasn't just sex. Yes, there's sex. There's lots of sex, lots of awesome sex, but it's not just sex. Well, and- it's not, especially that week, it seems like that's not what it's, the focus kind of goes from the physical to the, just the connections. connections. Which leads to the physical, like, and you know, I mean, I'm not speaking for everybody, but from what I've seen, uh, and that's the way to do it. Like the whole vanilla swinger community, that's what I would never like. It, it sounds awful. <laughs> like uh, the whole, uh, I don't even know how else to how else to call it. And uh, doing it with the connections you have, and the, the honesty, and the love, and the, just the openness to 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 being yourself is is the way to go. And as a person, a lot, um, most of my friends have commented on changes, not drastic changes in their personality, but definitely changes in personality for the better. And I've seen things in thing in organizations I belong to that I that that past me would have probably overlooked and present me as like, wow, that's fucked up, <laughs> and I need to do something, either do something about it or just not be a part of this anymore. Which I'm, I'll forever be grateful for, no matter what happens in the end. Uh, cause everything that has changed has been for the positive, like by far. So I guess my point is the whole, 
non-monogamy polyamory aspect of, my, of of everything opened up even more channels to you know kind of seeing through the bullshit in life you and deprogrammed really fast yeah that's what you call the deprogram deprogramming yeah, on a lot of different levels and um yeah it was great <laughs> this was a catalyst <laughs> What are you saying? Beyond the catalyst? Yes, and the whole lifestyle. Well, the lifestyle yeah. is a catalyst. Yeah. I mean, do you mind talking a little more about that, I think? Because that's, I mean, that's huge, right? Yeah. Like, what, what are some of the shifts that people have noticed, I guess, in you or that you've noticed in yourself? Um, in myself, I, I used, uh, when people use certain terms, uh, especially like misogynistically, I, I pick up on them a lot quicker than I did. Um, even the subtle yeah the and the very subtle massage the very yeah it's 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 i don't know what happened but it's much easier to see you hear that maybe it's perspective maybe seeing things from opening myself out seeing things from so many different perspectives it's like wow that's um that's something i might have said a little while ago and wow that's kind of messed up and while we all you know we all want to grow as people i'm glad I, I, I can't be, I'm sorry, I can't be a little more specific about it, but it is it, like things that, things that I probably even wouldn't say out loud. I'd hear a friend or see on TV or, or, or shows I don't watch anymore because yeah, that can, like, maybe that comedian is like, I thought I had a dark sense of humor, but maybe I was just an asshole, <laughs> you know, like, right. Right. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, it really opens your eyes up as far as other people. I think the way I talk about things as far as like being compassionate about things, compassionate about things and not putting up with certain levels of uh, hate or just intolerance or, or things like that in daily conversations have definitely changed. And when we mentioned, when I mentioned the very first time I was able to talk to somebody about the, the lifestyle, I didn't go from kind of in, in the past, I've been, I might've been like, well, who are you to say what I'm doing is fucked up? No, fuck you. <laughs> I went from that to like, well, let me explain this to you and let me educate you a little bit and maybe we can see eye to eye and you wouldn't really knock the what I'm doing. And that instead kind of being of, defensive. Instead of being, yeah, yeah, instead of being defensive because that only breeds more defensiveness. Like if, if they, if people are gonna see eye to eye in anything or if they want to, if we want our lifestyle to be, be seen less in a negative light, I mean, the more explanation, the more like, see, this is how you actually do it. It's not like this. This is, this is the object of it. This is why you do it. And it's kind of to open up yourself to new experiences and see other perspectives. I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself in it, but that's, um, that's, that's, that's kind of how I see it and how I changed. Yeah. It gave me a lot of perspective. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, it's fantastic to hear. People have said to me, people who knew you before have said to me that you're just a lot happier and calmer of a person. Like, you know, you've always been pretty laid back, but people have come to me and, and who've known him for years and said that, that since that influence in his life, whatever it may be, um, he's just happier, more at peace. I, Remember one time also we were talking about something. I don't remember exactly what it was. Was it on the kink realm, the poly realm? I don't even know. But when I said to you, like, yeah, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, that's, that's kind of normal. And you um, teared up. You said it was, a, it was a feeling of almost relief. So you had, you told me that you'd had a lot of these thoughts before having sex with friends 
or whatever. And you just always kind of buried them because that was just not something that you do. Yeah. And then I was like, well, it can be. I forgot about that. Yeah. Honestly. Like I forgot about a couple of the times that that actually reminds me of a time that uh, I read the article about uh, the primal stuff. Yeah. And like it kind of validates when you kind of find your thing, your kink, I guess you would say, and then you get validated on it it's like like i'm not i'm not a weirdo <laughs> yeah or like it just kind of takes the pressure off i remember reading this article at work and like there's people around and i start like almost crying i'm like i gotta go <laughs> and it was like just about that and it was such a almost a relief to know that fuck i'm not alone in this by far <laughs> by far yeah mm-hmm. yeah you get told that you're okay yeah right and everybody likes validation. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, I guess, I guess the bit like this whole thing, all, all, all it really comes down to is, uh, it, it, the past, these past, this past time has been the happiest of my life. And I can, you know, and I do feel more chill and more, or better. And it opened up so many things and it all started with being open to the lifestyle and what that brought. And just, it was like a cascade. Once right. it started, I wasn't stopping. <laughs> yeah. So I have a, a, you guys have a dynamic that is allowing a question that we don't get to ask very often, which is there oftentimes we hear people who have started exploring this and their very first time is together, right? Like this is the first time either of them has ever done anything like this. But in your case, right there, I'm assuming there was a time and experience where Rapunzel, you were you were in your element, you knew exactly what was going to happen. Probably you knew the people and Colin, this was a whole brand new thing. So you were both in the same physical location, experiencing something completely different from each other. And I guess like, you don't have to give us all the gory details or anything, but like maybe taking us through that experience, because that's a very interesting place to be where one of you's like kid in a candy store. And the other one is like, I've never done this before, and I'm probably shitting my pants right now. Well, there's two, I think, because remember the the party, uh, S's party. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. that wasn't like that wasn't I don't know. quite the same. Thing. Yeah, so I guess it were I guess it was the time in the hotel in, when I when what when Rapunzel mentioned earlier when I asked her is this what what desires like it was my very first it was my first like group experience. And uh, it was actually kind of, it was kind of funny. Can I, t- can I take, over? please, please. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. So, um, my best friend, um, and her partner came out here. They visited us. Um, I met them my first time at desire. So, um, they came out here and visited us and we spent the day just taking them around and the, breweries and restaurants and whatnot. And, um, by the time we got back to the hotel room, it was late. I'm a morning person. I, I am up early and I fall asleep at like nine o'clock at night. Um, so add in all the activity and the alcohol, whatnot, we got back to to the hotel room and, um, you know, things are kind of Colin and, and the female, uh, started that couple, they kind of had a connection and things are going on. I just like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. You guys just do whatever it is you're going to do. And I just kind of like went that's away. Not, that's not what you said. What did I say? You said something that ended up with 
when you eventually have sex, you should come and fuck on me. Oh, but I did tell you I was going to bed. Go do whatever you was going to do. But, I did but, don't, say but don't wake me up. Yeah, yeah. So I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, I, I mean, so on my, in my perspective, like she said that and I was like, well, I mean, I kind of knew that was the game, but like the first time I've ever heard that from a girlfriend, hey, I'm going to go to bed. You can fuck her, do whatever. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> and I did. Um, and then, um, then, then the whole experience as a whole ended up us puns waking up and we got together as a group and I felt zero reluctance and was very comfortable. That's awesome. So like, so as opposed to like, it it sounded like you were almost saying like, was he nervous? And I was like, yay, this is going to happen. It was more like he just went in and did it. And I'm like. Yeah, I've done this before. I'm tired. So, and I went to bed. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how yeah. the first time really happened. I guess though, if like, if the first time that you went off on your own and I was present, uh, was desire, I believe. Right. I think so. Yeah. And, um, that was on me, even though cognitively I knew it was going on. That was, that was a little rough to be honest. And it was, even though we've been doing it for a while, that's the first time that happened. I went and hung out with mutual friends and they, you know, assured me everything was fine. And I was not going to make a big deal of it because I knew it was my own problem. So yeah, that, I mean, that, that was, it came deep into the relationship, but it was, it, it still was like a first and I was like, huh, I'm kind of feeling, I'm feeling a kind of way, but I think I know how to deal with it because Rapunzel gave me the tools to deal with it. And, and we have the kind of relationship we do. And that was one of the early on conversations we had about jealousy. How I had said to you, um, you know, it's a perfectly normal way to feel, but jealousy itself is not the emotion. Jealousy is the symptom of the emotion. And the emotion, the deeper emotion is, is actually fear or insecurity. But the key is recognizing that it's your fear insecurity that's going on and it's not the other person's responsibility to fix it. So, you know, we went into the situation knowing that that was going to happen. I mean, hell, before I went off on my own, you went off on your own. Yeah, I was first, but still. You were first. <laughs> so we, you know, we knew that was going to happen, but but we talked so much about how, like, the base there is the fear and insecurity. You need to kind of confront your own fear and insecurity instead of turning around and putting it on the other person and making it their responsibility. Take responsibility for your own emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very early conversation we had. And that was one of those conversations we had where afterwards you were like, huh, that makes sense. Yeah. Now I don't know if I'm typical of, of this situation, like put anybody else in this in like an experience versus a non-experience on, on, on the almost a different power dynamic of the females more experienced than the male in this. I was cool, you know, like, but other people might have that might, might treat it differently. No machismo. Um, yeah, a little bit. I, I, I mean, I'm a generally very open person. I mean, before this, I was, I, I don't think I was an asshole. Like I, 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 you know, I, I was into social justice. I wasn't actually a racist or anything like that. It was just kind of expanded on, on, on my ideas. So like you were programmed by society, but anybody else with a more closed mind could have reacted much differently. I have no idea. And I experienced that dating. 
I experienced plenty of men that I would meet or go on one date with or even try to go on a few dates with that were very much in that mentality of, uh, you know, fuck, no, you're not going to go have sex with somebody else. Who do you think you are type of deal? So I experienced a lot of men like that in my my uh, six years on and off of dating, which by the time I, by the time I found you, I was pretty well jaded. It was just like, <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to do my thing. You didn't see that bit. Really, you contacted me because I seem jaded. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe a little bit. You describe yourself a little more mean than you actually are. I think. Uh, <laughs> shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> so I wanted to ask too. How it sounds like that we get desire went the way you both went. Overall, went fairly well for both of you. Like you, Colin, you were able to see what it was that Rapunzel was talking about that week, oh. and. And you two were able to connect on that, right? Yeah, yeah. We came back with a new... We came back with an energy like we just started dating again from... <laughs> and then we got the desire yeah, cry. Yeah, <laughs> then we got really then we had no energy. <laughs> <laughs> then we got really... We are like, we need to keep us, keep up this energy with daily life and all that stuff. And then we got, we got, we, we got the desire crud, <laughs> and then, but you know, then we got sick worth again it. and then all the, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, 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 the trip itself was really, really was great. I mean, there was, there was, I, it was more emotional for me than I thought it would be. Like I had to take some anti-anxiety meds at some points because it was like, it was, it was very over, it was overwhelming, but not in a bad way, like almost in a, just too much good emotion coming through. I, if I don't like take a break, I'm just going to sit here and cry in the corner for a while. <laughs> Not a sadness. I don't know. It was, it was, I don't know how to, how to really explain it. I mean, my therapist, my therapist says, my therapist told me just today that when you get into, when you are constantly living in a state of um, not right, when things feel good and feel right, Sometimes that can manifest as, as anxiety because you're almost like, what's going to happen to make it go back to the not right? But Colin is uh, this incredibly sensitive um, human, and he cries a lot more easily than I do. And I, we were on the beach that last night, and uh, you teared up, and you're like, I get it. I get what you've been saying, why you keep coming back here the connections um he made an amazing connection he he made a, a, a deeper connection with somebody there that than i ever have really and he's like I, I get it i see why you keep coming back why these people are so important to you and it's not just the sex it's it's the connections the love and um in fact in three weeks we are flying out to to go spend time with people there because if yeah, two other couples that 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 go there, and we we're in our circle, we're all getting together in the middle of the country, in the middle of the winter. Cool, because uh, we need it. Because <laughs> we need it. Yeah, it's a little bit of a drug, but you you realized it, and uh, it hit you, and uh, yeah. But it's all like I said, it's all the people. Like some of the best, some of the best people I know now, and I know I've made lifelong connections to. I've met through their lifestyle right. and it's some of the people i've you know it's not even i've had a physical connection with in any any way they're just wonderful people right. i feel like like that's where the difference goes between the traditional 
vanilla, my air quotes that you can't see on a podcast, swinger mentality that you had kind of had a little bit in the beginning to the difference between that to what I was saying. No, no, no. It It's different than that. It's more than that. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's your chosen family, your logical family. Yeah. These are people that we talk to every single day, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Have, have you two done any exploring, like, when you're home, like going out on dates and like going on dating apps, or has it mostly been like the people you've met at Desire and then you fly around or they fly or like you guys meet up around the country sure. to continue those connections? I mean, uh, to be perfectly honest, so we, you know, we both work full time. We have three kids. Well, I mean, they're, they're my biological kids, but, but Colin is their dad for all intents and purposes. <laughs> Colin is in a very, very um, involved activity that has us going a lot. So while we would love to make connections, um, they don't happen very often. We also live in a very Trump heavy area of the country and big shocker, we're a couple of liberal hippies, so <laughs> um, yeah. we don't quite mesh with people here. So they're few and far between. Yeah, if they do come up, it's it's you know they've happened and they're great. Um, and it's but they happen very very infrequently. Yeah, and the circumstances they come up in it makes it all more, all the more special. But uh, and it takes it's it's conscious planning to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of, the, most of, most of it's with the desire folk. I don't even want to know if, if you want to call them the desire folk. It's our little polycule pretty much. And we, uh, we kind of concentrate in that area when we do have the time, but yeah, daily life kind of. Although in, in his very intense, what are you doing? <laughs> Wave your finger at me. In our very intense activity or his very intense activities. And we did meet a couple people who are very much like-minded like we are. Oh yeah. They're coming out in a few weeks too. So yeah. there's that. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, um, you know, we don't have a huge beacon, but yeah. we don't hide who we are. So. Well, that, that's also an interesting thing. Um, on my end, um, this couple that's coming down to play in a couple weekends, I knew them before this. And when Rapunzel came into my life, and all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool, you're 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 in the lifestyle too. I'm like, I had no idea, but yeah, I am too. Do you want to get together and play? Yes. <laughs> and just the transition of uh, of just the people I knew, the people I know now that are in the lifestyle that I knew before is fun. That you, just, just that you didn't know they were. Yeah, yeah. You just like you, all of a sudden you start seeing like little hints. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I think I know <laughs> what you're talking about, but you don't realize that I've made a change. You know what I mean? You but, don't know that I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so no, you know, awesome. long, long rambling story short, too late, is a few people here and there that are like us, but it is hard to find people like us where we live. But we are on the apps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You might as well throw your hook out in the water and see what happens, right? Let it float yeah, around. Yeah, it's just like people people who would match to people like us are like, you know, 50 miles away. Yeah, 50 to 100 miles away, then you might as well. Well, I got a lot of other people really far away, too. So. <laughs> and, and nobody got time to be driving an hour and a half yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> At least not at this point in your life. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. no. Give us a few years when all of them spawn are out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I'm, cur- I'm curious, uh, 
What made you to consider going down the marriage route again? <sighs> I just felt right. I don't know. I couldn't really even say like, it was like, I'm going to, I know this is it. Yeah. This is uh, we by the third date. There was no question. No question. Uh, and I, I don't know. It's, it's a nice symbol. Yeah. It's, no, I was just curious if there was like a defining moment or anything, because I, some people would be curious about that because, you know, you were both very adamant, like <laughs> I'm never doing that again. And then slowly changed your mind or maybe um, not slowly, maybe immediately. To me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew, I think we both knew by, by the third date that this was something different. Yeah. As far as knew that we were each other's, that this is our life partner. Um, wasn't much longer after that. I just, I can't, I can't imagine not waking up next to this man every day. Just, it's, I've never had that. Experience. I mean, I have done the marriage thing. I've done the marriage thing twice. There was no way I was doing this shit again. But this is unlike anything I've ever felt or experienced. And any I, other relationship, I would have been sick of you by now. I would have been sick of you by now, too. You're lucky you know, you're pretty. We spend so much time together, and when we're not together, I'm like, oh, I wish we were together. <laughs> like, it's it's dumb, and it's... Sap. It's sappy, but, like, I don't know. So we're going down the marriage route? Yeah, yeah, that's why. I can't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's it's just... It's it's one of those things you can't really put into words. You just know, just yeah. absolutely know. And this man is absolutely my life partner. And we want to have a big party about it. We so. do want to have a big party <laughs> with lots of beer and friends and partying and yeah. And uh, no, it's, we're it's doing, a- you know one for our people here and one at Desire in twenty twenty yeah. for our people there. Gonna make them put on clothing though for at least one picture. You <laughs> want to just put a sarong on? I want a picture. That I could show my kids that you know, we got married on the beach in Mexico. <laughs> so just cover up for a half a second. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I think it's you can obviously hear the love that you two have for each other. And it's amazing that you are able to find each other and go on this journey too and be able to explore, continue to explore together. Yeah, my therapist said that that he didn't exist. When I said, as I was going through dating, I said, I just want somebody who's like professional during the week, it's a professional job, and then is a hippie on the weekends. And she's like, uh, there's nobody like that in this area but you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, and then also to find a man who is okay with a woman being as, as kind of strong and, and dominant personality, because I mean, let's face it, I'm like my kids say, you really think mom's not in charge? <laughs> um, he said, people, she, she said, men like that don't exist around here. Um, and then he showed up. And uh, so he's not supposed to exist, according to my therapist. But <laughs> sometimes therapists are wrong. <laughs> well, you only needed one of them, and it sounds like you got one. So, yeah. at, well, at least I, in this I mean, geographic I, area. I only needed one life partner, you know. It's not saying that I don't want to go out and find, you know. I wasn't trying to paint you as monogamous, Rapunzel. Don't worry. To you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, How open have you two been in your lives about your relationship choices? I know that you have alluded to the fact that you live in a pretty conservative area. 
and how how open are you? I'm out. I told him from the start. I said I am completely out. I got really tired of hiding who I was to make other people happy, and if they don't like who I am, um, I'll give fuck. So that was kind of part of the deal of dating. I'm less so, but I'm not hesitant to talk about it. Like not with my family, but um, friends and stuff. My close friends know. You know, my close, my the my Clark, you know, the closest circle that's not involved in the lifestyle. They understand. But yeah, it's also I'm, not I'm pretty uncommon much, in the community. Yeah, and I mean, the kids even are like, we just talked about this tonight. They're like, we have a poly friend. Can they come talk to you? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. <sighs> so it was it was going to be hard for anybody to to become serious with me and be known as being in a relationship with me. Uh, because I, once you're out of the closet, you can't go back in no matter what the closet is, you know? And, uh, I said, you know, this is, I'm, I'm completely out. So that's part of the, the, part of the package of, of being in a relationship with me is I can't go back into any of the closets that I was once in. Um, I'm proud. I mean, I'm proud to be open about it, but I, but some people just don't want to hear about it either. Some people don't care. We're not obnoxious. Yeah. (laughs) It's just more of a, yeah, we don't hide it. Right, right. Yeah, you don't have to wear billboards and sandwich boards walking around town with it, but you can also openly talk about it if you need to, right? So, exactly. I guess maybe just uh, kind of, again, picking at the, the Colin being new to this, were there were there concerns you had, Colin, going in? I mean, you talked a little bit again about some of the boundaries you put in early on. And then like as you've grown into this, have there been other things that have come up that you're like, oh, you know, shit, I didn't think about that on day one when you brought this up, but now it's something I've thought about and I'm concerned about. Like, have there been any concerns or has it le- like been- roadblocks, maybe? Yeah, speed bumps. No, well, roadblocks. from the beginning, the, my concern was the feeling you get when you know you're being basically cheated on. Um, and I didn't want to have that. Uh, that was, and then that is kind of like, it's, it's a combination of jealousy and betrayal or whatever. So that was my, my main concern is I didn't want to feel that because I felt that too often, but the whole nature of our relationship kind of obliterated. Yeah. It eliminated that. It like, right, not right at first. Like that was a concern for me. That's why I was like, this is, this is what I need to have in place to have this comfort to me to be comfortable but then i don't know like i said it reached a certain point where uh the rules didn't really matter and going into it i guess the second part of your question where is there anything was there anything later on that i kind of didn't think about uh that would be after realizing you know what it is it was yeah i don't need any rules like as long as the rule is we check in with each other and we kind of like know what's going on in in a, in a manner. My realization was with the trust we have, we don't need to have these rules in place other than like the very basic, like, you know, we're our primaries. And if I need you, you come. Otherwise do what you need to do. Be safe. Be honest. Yeah. Be safe. Be honest. Um, you know, th- that was always, uh, I think. It, what, so what you're saying is, is the realization wasn't necessarily that, you thought of something that you didn't think before that like you wanted to put a new rule in place, but it was more like you I didn't th- need the previous. Rules, yeah, yeah. You thought you would be way more uncomfortable with it than you were. 
Yeah. 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 You know, I didn't, I, the one thing I'd say with, with regards to you is, um, you learned about yourself that you're not really into any type of casual sex aspect. Like for you, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when going, going to desire, I was like all the sex with everyone I can, let's, (laughs) let's do it all. And then like, after like the first person that I didn't really know that I had sex with, I was like. I don't need to really do that again. <laughs> like I want to know, you know, like I want to know you, I want to not just, you know, have sex with you. Um, it's way more about the emotional connection for you. Yeah. It was like almost mechanical because I don't know this person. I don't know what you like, you know, in, 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 other than the most like direct terms I got from you five minutes ago, you know? So like it's, it's, I did that and I was like, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be like. Um, I don't know, maybe more repetition would have changed that, but I'm not really interested in it. I want to, I'm more interested in the connection and the, and the, and then the physical, uh, than, than just random strangers or random hookups, which I, I was surprised. Honestly, I thought I'd be like all about it. Um, and it took me for a, it took me for a surprise. So I, I'm definitely a lot more of a poly person than any kind of a swinger. If we're, if we're making a difference between the terms. Yeah. I think that's awesome. You know, a lot of people when they first start into non-monogamy are really concerned or scared about health and safety. Was that ever a concern of yours? Um, I mean, I was, I shouldn't say I was always pretty safe with sex because I definitely wasn't, but Rapunzel is very conscious of that. And with, just with that in mind, getting in that mindset makes it easy. We get tested twice a year, once, whatever she says. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we always, you know, always use protection. We have our elevator speech. And it's just kind of way, it's from the beginning, it's like, this is how you do it. Okay. So not really. With our circle, like with our people, like I trust them pretty pretty implicitly with what they're telling me is true and all that. And, um, I, I really haven't given much thought to the safety aspect just because of we're pretty safe. We're pretty safe. So no, it wasn't scary. I don't, I don't think so. I am kind of, what's the word, uh, careless with things though, too. Like I don't tend to really worry about things too much like that. You're comfortable. Maybe you're comfortable with your level of risk that you're taking. That's there. You go. I, I'm most comfortable with the res- level of risk I was taking, so I didn't really think about it. I, you were very much, uh, I think, a um, a product of of our society in that um, people aren't well versed and well educated in sexual health unless they take unless they make a point to become well versed and and well educated in sexual health. It's not a standard, unfortunately, in our schools. It's just not a thing that most people know. And our community, the swing set community in particular, we take a, a, we, we make a point to become educated, but most of the people in our uh, society don't. So you were, when I met you, um, pretty, pretty standard in that regard. I mean, you did not have the education that the people in my community did. Sure. So, 
and you know, also being a, a, me- a medical professional, being somebody who's who's very interested in sexual health, um, and and trying to get into that field, um, you know, I did take it upon myself to kind of educate you a little bit more in it. And uh, but that's definitely the way to do it. Too. Yeah, like I think that's that the absolutely right approach. Like, just this is the way this is done because of safety issues. Don't even question it. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. You, you got it when, when we, yeah, I mean, I well, it really, it. what it comes down to is you don't want to put anybody else in danger. And that's what I'm most concerned about. Like I would never want to put anybody in danger. So I'm going to be as safe as I can be. And I am safe. And I, so I don't really worry about it. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. And, and we appreciate you sharing because yeah, everybody comes at it slightly differently and mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome to get another perspective. So thank you. Well, How about a blooper? Okay. <laughs> Has there been any bloopers that have happened in your, I guess, in exploring um, something funny to basically, we like to ask this question to show that it doesn't. It doesn't always go perfect. Yeah. Non-monogamy doesn't always, isn't always perfect. And sometimes it can be pretty funny. The only thing I can really think of off the top of my head would have been, um, I don't want to say the event, but it was the event where we were plied with a lot of alcohol. Oh, yeah. We, so, we hook up with a lot of people we didn't expect to hook up to with because whew, it so, was not a night to be hooking up with everybody. Well, so, well we weren't hooked up with a lot of people, but like, um, so, so Colin is in an in, in activity. <laughs> Um, that holds a really big yearly event and he's been going for seven years. And I went with him this summer for the first time and there was a party and we happened to have a friend of ours who, um, is a bi woman and is also non-monogamous and we hadn't hooked up with before. Um, but we had spent a lot of time with, and she just happened to come in for that day. Well, this isn't really a blooper. I mean, it ended awesomely. It so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just unexpectedly. unexpectedly. So we went to this party. She went to this party with us and part of this party, um, they gave us whiskey and then they gave us more whiskey um, because we were the guests of honor at this party and they gave us more whiskey and then some people gave us tequila and, um, and everybody was topless. And then all of a sudden we like, you know, there was lots of making out and, and boobs out at this party with these people that Colin has known for many, many, many years. And, um, all of a sudden I come into his life and now they, he comes to this party with all these people he's known for many years. And, um, there's, making out with our friend and he's making out with her and I'm making out with her and we're all making out together. Yeah, and the funny, boobs out. The and, funny part is I've been to this party several times. It's never happened like this before. All of a sudden Rapunzel comes along and holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, I mean, she's a fun person, I think. So we, we, <laughs> he's all right too. <laughs> <laughs> well, now see like more people in that activity now, now that, now that I came into your life and they're like, Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. We're like you. And so now the big yearly thing, who knows what's going to happen this year. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to start hosting it at desire. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. it hasn't, it's not that, like it hasn't been brought up. <laughs> not that it hasn't been brought up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, is there anything, thank you for sharing that by the way, and we'll call it a blooper. It's fine. We don't, we don't have a strict regulations on what a blooper is. So no, that's okay. not at all. <laughs> but are there, is there anything that you two didn't 
share that you wanted to maybe touch on before we let you get on with your evening? No, I mean, I, I, I talked way more than I thought I was going to. Um, That's good. It's a podcast. You're supposed to. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, even just tonight, just talking through everything, coming to the real, realization that um, not the, the lifestyle and non-monogamy isn't just about, you know, sex. It's about being open which opens up other avenues of your life that just further enriches them in who knows where it's going to go. Um, and you certainly didn't expect to be two years ago. You didn't expect to be in this position in your life. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and then things every, every day, something's a little bit new and unexpected and, and uh, it's, it's wonderful and everybody should try it or, <laughs> You know, or not if they don't want to. You know what? What what non monogamy has really done for me is it has allowed me to be more self aware, more uh, cognizant of my actions, and has allowed me. Allows not the word. It has um, encouraged me to take responsibility for my own actions, my own feelings, and also this is really important to be forgiving when the other person fucks up because we are humans. We are going to fuck up. There was one instance where there was a major fuck up and I would say old me would have old by, you know, maybe a few years ago would have held a grudge. But once the fuck up happened and, and, you know, he said, yeah, I fucked up. I was able to say, you know, yeah, we're human. We're going to fuck up. And I think one of our first rules was... No intentionally hurting each other. No intentionally hurting each other. And when you accidentally hurt someone, hurt the other person, because you will, because you're human, um, own it, apologize for it, and then accept the apology and forgive and move on. Because otherwise, yeah, you're just going to crumble. And uh, that's kind of what we've, that's what we've adopted. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And th- thank you so much for reaching out and wanting to come and, you know, share this transition in your relationship and have Colin share your story too. And, you know, we love it when guests come back on and, and share some more of their journey that has evolved. So thank you very much and being vulnerable with us too. Thank you for well, thank having you us. Thank you for having it us. Was a, it was, that, uh, this was really fun. Awesome. Okay. Well, with that, we'll let you have a wonderful evening and we'll uh we'll be in touch for maybe around three who knows what your polycule will look like next time right so. <laughs> yeah it's late here man why do you gotta get the party started so late <laughs> all, right. all right well have As a great people, evening we like to have sex at eight let's go yeah <laughs> i understand well it's it's not even seven o'clock here so we're on schedule still for us <laughs> all right fair all right all right well have a wonderful evening and we will uh we will talk soon thank awesome. you thank you bye and we're back that was a smooth intro that was a rough intro i think you were in rough shape i, I still am i have not changed however i believe that there was a lot of light-hearted fun in that there was hopefully we made y'all laugh so we- <laughs> Me too. I was part of it. You were just laughing. I made you laugh. Okay. Anyway. No, I made at least one joke, if at not l- more. If not two. <laughs> thank you, Rapunzel and Colin. Sorry to make you listen to our rambling, but thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story. 
I'm not sorry, but go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for real though for coming on, and we do love you guys. <laughs> this next Friday, actually this coming Friday, I'm just to say next up this coming Friday, we have our next Focus Fridays. Yeah. I just said next and that Friday wasn't a lot. Confusing. How about in two days? On Friday, we have our eighth Focus Fridays with our good friends, Bradford and Angela from By the By podcast. And we are talking all about sexuality and how to put one's foot in one's mouth. (laughs) That's true. Guess guess who? (laughs) So come back on Friday. Check that out. It's a great episode. And if you've missed any of our Focus Friday episodes, you can go either back and listen in your podcast player or download all 10 of them. Yes, 10. We're only on number eight right now on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the courses tab. So go check them all out. And next Wednesday, we are talking to Denise and Mark. We are. And that's a powerful episode as well. Yes. So we hope to see you then. We hope you are staying safe, healthy, and sane. And I will try to socialize between now and next time we record. At least virtually so that I'm not stuck with you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you in a few days.